0: Hey everybody! Welcome to another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. I'm your host Chet Zar. and today we have a, an artist and a friend of mine, Brian Case. Who is, he's a member of the Dark Art Society. He's been on the podcast before, and um, he's had a hell year this year. And uh, I was talking to him about it, and I thought, you know, that might be a good idea to for a topic on the uh, podcast. Uh, Dealing with adversity, because as artists, you know, it's it's part of the deal. Adversity comes with the territory. And I know a lot of people have had a pretty terrible year this year, so um, I thought it might be good to talk about it and, uh, I don't know, talk about some strategies on how to deal with it. But also just talking about it seems to be helpful, I think, for people to know you're not alone and, and uh, sharing your Suffering with others, so I don't know we had a, a good conversation it's a little bit of a shorter episode, but uh definitely a, a powerful conversation and uh always love having ryan on he's he's a great person, and I love his artwork too so um that's coming up. What else is going on It's the end of the year. This is the last episode of the year and um yeah, I just got through the holidays. I got all my stuff shipped. Celebrated yesterday. Christmas yesterday. Um with the family and it was great. And now I'm supposed to be taking 2 weeks off and uh <laughs> we'll see if that happens. I've got I I I didn't get all of my commissions done this year like I was supposed to. But I got I got some of them done. So my break time, I might have, um, I might be working on some commissions, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm dying to get back to painting. I haven't painted in a a while. Not really. Not like a real big painting. Um, So yeah, I'm just still trying to keep things low key and chill for the next week or two. And um, that's it. If you want to support this podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash society and you you can join for as little as a dollar. You get your name read right on the air. No new subscribers this week, but if there were, I would be naming them. Uh, if you join at the $5 or above level, you get a 20% coupon code for Skullshop skull shop. S-K-U-L-L-S-H-O-P-P-E. They are our sponsor here's one of their skulls it's great their skulls are amazing and if you want to support me you can go to patreon.com slash chet and join for as little as a dollar also hopefully i'll be hopefully this next year i'll be cleaning up the patreons and they have these new features now with um you can make collections of different on different topics uh, of posts, make things easier to find and there's some chat features and so hopefully that's going to uh, I'll I'll have time to deal with that stuff. Uh is there anything else? I see, okay, I'm going to for this year I'm going to have a list. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make a list of everything I need to say in the intro and I'm going to tape it to my monitor right here so that I never have to go Am I forgetting anything? Because that happens every episode and it's really pretty dumb. Anyway, I think that's it. I think that's it. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, well, um, let's get on with it. Here's uh, my interview with Ryan Case and we're discussing facing adversity. Here you go. And I hope you like it and, uh, hope you have a good new year. Yeah, safe New Year's Eve and all that. All right. Here you go. Enjoy it. Hello, Ryan. Hey, (laughs) Chet. I'm sorry you're sick
1: that's okay. It's all your fault. <laughs> it's,
0: it was, it's, it's your last ass kicking of the year.
1: It is. I, I blame Walmart. Cause I had to go to uh pick up a frame last minute, uh, the night before Christmas Eve, ah. and then I woke up Christmas Eve with a fever. So it's all Walmart's fault.
0: <laughs> it's art's fault because you were getting yeah. a frame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of people are sick right now. I know a ton yeah. of people have had this, this flu and uh it sucks but yeah i don't know uh just to give people a little heads up uh how this episode came about i heard you or i saw you talking on facebook about i think or i don't know what social media, maybe facebook or dark art society group yeah. just about how you've just been suffering this series of horrible events and and uh uh uh, and i just was you know i what i was thinking and how you're just kind of like hanging in there and you're just like you're not gonna let it break you down and i related to it because i've been through so many of these situations for pretty long like year years sometimes periods where it's just like one thing after another is just beating you down beating you down and um uh and uh i think it's especially i don't know uh for artists it's especially uh uh prescient you know it's like it's 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 intrinsic to the art life because the art life is so difficult it's like even yeah. even without the extra normal life stuff you're facing this kind of thing all the time <laughs> It's like
1: we volunteer voluntarily go through this.
0: <laughs> it's the price you pay for living this kind of life, I guess, you know? So I don't know. I just thought it might be good to talk about adversity and, and, uh, particularly in the artist's life, but really, you know, it's something that everybody goes through. I think that's why dark art is, is one of its, the value of it is, is it's kind of talks about these things, you know, and, uh, lets people feel like they're not so alone. Yeah. Um,
1: and that's, that's the main thing, because uh, so many people, no matter the level of art that they're on, whether they have gallery representation or whether they're just now setting up at little art fairs in their local community, like we're all going through the same shit. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're if you're trying to be an artist and live off your art as income or you know, even as half your income, it's going to be a fucking struggle. Mm-hmm. And this year really pushed me a lot uh i kind of fell through a little bit of a depression phase and let a lot of things go past that i probably shouldn't have should have taken care of them and then when i finally snapped up out of it i realized that oh fuck i'm i'm fucking screwed
0: wow i don't get to really
1: <laughs> yeah and uh you know it, it took a lot of uh, a lot of grinding and a lot of working and you know and i'm i'm still not out of everything
0: completely mm-hmm.
1: but i don't feel as heavy of a weight on my shoulders as i once did
0: yeah 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 that's and, uh, that's the worst part is that yeah, pressure
1: once you get that little glimmer of hope you're like okay i got this little glimmer of hope i can hang on to it here's something else that makes that glimmer of hope bigger and you keep just trying to build it and build it until you feel that confidence back up when mm-hmm. you're like fuck yeah this
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean... Okay. No, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I was like, I I get a lot of shit from my online posts because they're super fucking positive. Uh And people don't want to fucking hear that. And, (laughs) you know, it's... I don't put that shit out there for anyone else but for me to keep reading. Mm -hmm. And if somebody connects to it, that's fucking awesome. Right. But it's like, I, I don't look... I don't I don't look into the future and try and envision what things are gonna be like in five years or ten years or twenty years. I'm just trying to make it through each day. hmm I can make it through today, I can make it through tomorrow. Yeah. And just keep going that way. Cause I feel like if you if you try to envision too much of your future, it just puts so much stress that you feel overwhelmed and nothing else matters.
0: Right. Yeah, and you gotta be uh willing to surf life surf yeah. <laughs> whatever waves come you need to kind of like go with it navigate the current navigate yeah. the energies that are around Um because it's you know it's things are always going to throw you for a loop it's like things never go the way you're going to you, you think they're going to or almost never and so you have to be willing you can't be too tied to how you're going to get there I, I i think it's you know yeah and this is a magical uh visualization thing as well it's like you know you, you you keep the the overall desire of what you want you know which is whatever being able to make a living with your artwork you, you, you keep that in your in your mind and the for what you want in the future and then let it work itself out the way it wants to work itself out and then you have to be willing to work with what is brought to you energetically situationally you know what i mean you have to be able to kind of like surf it surf surf it change at any moment and kind of like go with go with the flow sort of
1: yeah yeah you definitely have to be able to adapt and adjust yeah everything and uh this summer or this past, yeah, this past summer I had two solo shows that I was super pumped about and I worked my ass off and not one piece sold at either one of them. Yeah. And you know, I'm I'm used to that. Um I do most of my sales online. I I've, I've never really had much gallery luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it 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 really it dampened my spirits quite a bit more than I thought it should. Oh
0: yeah.
1: It does and, though,
0: uh, it does though. I think that's that's not uncommon when you have yeah. a show that nothing sells. But two's two is a double whammy. That's 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 like yeah.
1: <laughs> that'll make it even worse. I was like, well, this one didn't do well, but the next one's going too. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I had all this shit focused on these shows and I'm like, okay, these shows if I sell, you know, this many pieces out of this many shows, all of my bills are covered. And then when I got up there and there was nothing, I was like, well, fuck, what am I going to do now? Yeah, yeah. So I did, I did start driving for Lyft part-time uh, just to take some of that financial strain off my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's really helped me out mentally and uh, psychologically.
0: <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, I had a show in, um, at Last Rights Gallery in, I think, 2010 or 2008 i don't know it was it was at a point where i was selling work i was getting gallery shows and you know i would sell maybe half of a show out yeah by the end of the show maybe less you know maybe more or less and i had this last right show um i uh uh let me try it. Uh, it was called Endarkenment, I think. And uh, let's see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Uh, and because I had, I'm, I don't know if I'm getting them mixed up because t- I've i shown there twice, I think. I think I've had two solo shows there. Anyway, this show, it was the last time I showed there. And um, it I, I was my big show for the year. I paid to travel out there. And bring my uh, uh, a friend with me. Paid for him, and just all the shipping to New York, yeah. and you know, and I made the frames, and they were heavy, and um, they're solid like resin, and they're really cool frames, and um, yeah. they're all. I think they're all eleven by fourteen paintings, and uh, only I think only one painting sold. Yeah. And I'd spent so much money just uh, while I was out there staying in New York uh and um it was just a total disaster it was it was one of those things where I like got I got in debt way more in debt than I was before I left and I just yeah. was like okay I'm going back to being in a worse you know not just not making money but like owing money <laughs> you know making- it's almost like you know less than worse than not making money and um and and it was uh, this during this trip that i that it it was uh uh uh, had this big huge blowout with my friend for 30 years that kind of ended our friendship and it, it was just so bad the whole trip was so horrible yeah. And um, and it was during Mercury retrograde because that's the first time I was like because I used to think oh Mercury retrograde it's just a bunch of bullshit and yeah. at that trip that happened and I and I got back and I found out it was Mercury Mercury retrograde yeah. I was like there might be something to this because <laughs> it was so bad it was yeah. so bad and uh, you know and I just kind of like I don't remember what I did when I got back but just that breakup with my friend was like a huge you know, we'd been best friends for 30 years since I was a little kid. And, uh, it was like a, a divorce going through a divorce. And it was six months probably before I was not thinking about that every day. And so upset and just, it was just feeling horrible about it. But, um, you know, it, I got through it and it passed and things got good again. And, it's just like I've been through so many of these periods in my life where it just seems like you just shit is raining down on you from everywhere. And it's like one thing happens and then another thing happens and then another thing. And you're just like, what the f- what is going on here? This is ridiculous. And, you know, being my the age I am, you, you know, you realize it's like, oh, this is this happens in life over and over. Yeah. This is just like part of the is part of life. Yeah. A- and 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 the, and the, the key is to, to not let it drag you down and you have to persevere. Sometimes it's like, it's only about just getting through it yeah, and just waiting, just waiting until it's over and just persevering. And that's it. And that's all you really need to do, you know, is survive it. Because, uh, I, I, I've known people that their whole lives, this is happening to them and it's, and it's like, you can see it that what it's like, they've been screwed over legitimately. They've legitimately been a victim and it wasn't their fault. They didn't deserve it, but it's happened enough to where they're constantly have that attitude. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, you can just see them making these decisions, these bad decisions over and over that make that happen. And it becomes this cycle. I don't know if you've yeah. ever known anybody like this, but I I've known it. I, there's one person I'm thinking of. It's like, you know, yeah, you got screwed, you got screwed, but you screwed yourself every other time after that. It's like you, you know, you had two ways to go, and you always picked the one that's, that that was like you shouldn't have. And it's almost like this weird repeating cycle you get in if you if you can't hold on to that, like you're saying that bit of hope or or the idea that you're that if you're going to come out of it things are going to get better uh and then you keep you almost like make it happen at some point if you don't you know no, what i'm, I'm
1: saying? guilty of that too like you know you you feel that it's almost a guilt of these things that have happened to you that you start to self-sabotage mm-hmm. relationships and friendships and you know before you know it you're making excuses for why these like, friendships and whatever dissolved or whatever mm-hmm. and it it's really yourself doing this to yourself because you feel like it's going to happen anyway I might as well take care of it now
0: right right and even uh, you know I know that you're a uh, uh, you, you practice uh magic or spirituality or whatever you want to call it whatever people are calling it these days uh, <laughs> <laughs> but really it's like you know what your what what your mind is focused on will eventually manifest in your life, or or you know, exactly you can choose that reality however you want to. Like Mitch Horowitz is like doesn't like the term manifest. He likes the term. uh mm-hmm. He likes the idea that you're choosing a reality that's already in existence, like on a quantum level or something. You know what I mean? But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it,
1: it's such because like we we know these universal laws we know that they work because we've put them into practice and seen that they work, yep. but we have a bad couple of weeks. And when it's like, we forget everything that we know is true.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then it's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's so funny. Um, uh, uh, what was I saying about man? Uh, uh oh, oh, it's, it's the same thing goes for, um, uh, the, you know, manifesting, negativity in your life as well it's like if you're just constantly thinking about it and dwelling on it it's like well that's what's going to manifest in your life is that the same thing you know it's the the basic the very basic principle and even if you don't believe in magic or any of this stuff um you know, even from a psychological standpoint, you can, you can probably agree that if you're constantly dwelling on negativity, that you're going to probably see things negatively and kind of attract negativity into your life. <coughs> you know what I mean?
1: <coughs> Absolutely. And a, another thing, like people see my, my Facebook post or Instagram post and they're like, well, he just ignores all the negative parts of life. And it's not about ignoring it at all. Like if you have something bad happen to you, or if you're, if you're in a tight spot and, you know, if you're just in a bad place, you need to sit with it and think about it, mm-hmm. and, you know, acknowledge that it's real, but don't dwell on it because that's, what's going to come back to you when you think about
0: it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It's what you focus your attention on yeah is is the bottom line. It's what you focus your attention on, and that doesn't mean you focusing your attention on something doesn't mean that you're ignoring the negative right. thing. you know, and you see this so much on social media with especially in politics and stuff, even people on that I would agree with on my side of the aisle, you could say, uh, you see that they are just constantly focusing on this. Yeah all the horrible stuff that's happening and it's like, yeah, you should, that part of stopping it is putting it in public, bringing it to the public attention. But it's like, if you're not actively trying to counter that with some kind of action, then you're just focusing constantly on negative shit. And you're kind of like bringing more negativity into the, into the situation. You know, it's yeah, like, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah. It's good to acknowledge. It's good to make people aware, but you also have to kind of balance that with some kind of hope and some kind of, you know, ideas of how to change it, things like that. Um, but yeah, it's just like, you know, you, you can get caught in a, in a, an endless loop. Yeah. A neg- negativity loop, you know,
1: that's one thing I really, uh, that stuck with me about the uh, 30 day mental challenge by Mitch Horowitz. Mm -hmm. It's like, when you think about your past relationships, don't dwell on the negativity that happened at them. Think about the positive things so that you're not dragging this negativity around with you.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: That's yeah. That's that's so important.
0: Yeah. And it's hard to get to that point. Sometimes that point takes a long time to get to that point for, you know, I'm just going from my experience. It's like, I, I, I felt anger towards people for years, like, I don't know, maybe even a decade. Yeah. And, and, um, and I'd gotten to a point where I was, where I was like, you know what? I'm happy now where I'm at. Yeah. And there, as regardless of how I was maybe taken advantage of, or I, I didn't agree with the things they, they did to me or whatever it's it got me to where i am now or i got to where i am now and so if maybe that played a part of it somehow and um but it's hard to do when you're angry you know when you're emotional about it yeah
1: anger is such an easy emotion to to fall into and to get lost in yeah because it it gives our brain the same chemical feelings as as almost love Mm -hmm. like you still get (laughs) excuse me you still get that rush yeah and i spent so many fucking years of my life just pissed off for no reason yeah and i was a miserable person yeah and and it wasn't just like one day i was like well i'm not going to be miserable anymore it was like i don't want to be miserable anymore so i'm going to take the steps that i need to take so that i don't feel this way
0: right yeah yeah I mean, I, I've, I've got, I've got situations now in my life with people that it's like, it's hard not to just dwell on if, you, yeah. <laughs> if you've been, if you've been screwed over, if you feel that you've been screwed over it's like it's hard it's hard not to, not to just sit there at night in bed going like oh what an asshole what bitch. an asshole i can't believe they did that to me i just can't yeah. believe this person i trusted would do this to me and it's like ah oh, it's it's awful it's awful and 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 you know especially when it's somebody you trust it's just yeah. it's such a terrible feeling because then you feel like you know, was it my fault? Especially if someone does something really unjust to you and, and you really are the victim in the situation. It's like, it's really, you, you start to second guess everything you about yourself. Yeah. Like why, why? Because I've had, I've had this happen to me one, two, three, four, at five times maybe in my life where I had people that I trusted and I was really close to that ended up totally turning on me. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I, of course, as in with any relationship, I'm sure I did things that were not cool, um, to them because, you know, people are assholes and I could be an asshole sometimes, but, yeah. <laughs> but there's, you know, there's that. And then there's like really betraying someone which is and it's like it's happened to me it's happened to me a lot of times and you start going like there's that there's that uh funny you know those anti-inspirational posters that were big in the 90s i think one of them was like it shows a like a chain a link of chains and it says just remember the 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 only common thread in all of your failed relationships is you (laughs) (laughs) which is great hilarious it's it's true. it's fucking true it's true true. (laughs) but the thing but the thing that like i guess what i'm saying is is uh when that happens to you enough times you start to go okay what am what what am i doing why am i choosing these people and there may be some truth to the fact that you're choosing you are attracting people that are not trustworthy or but then again it's like people are so fucked up that it could just be that you know, people are fucked up, and they screw you over sometimes, and that's just the way it is, and you can't avoid it. You know, you you. Yeah. What are you gonna? Th- the alternative is never have a relationship with somebody and just be alone. It's like that's as bad, uh, ultimately, as just as not having any as as a uh, having someone screw you over. You know, right? So
1: and what's what's worse? The is the feeling. It's like. How could, how could this person do this to me? And then on the other opposite side of that, you, you feel like, how did I let this happen to myself?
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and the thing is, it's like, and that's something to consider for sure. But it's also like, sometimes, sometimes it's just that you were victimized. Yeah. Someone was an asshole and you didn't really have any, you had the best intentions and you were trying to do right by them. And they, and they just fucked you over because sometimes yep. people do that. And it's just like, and even even
1: with your own best intentions, someone can feel like you fucked them over. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no intention of doing that whatsoever. Yep. Totally. And, you know, both sides are valid because I mean, it's nobody, no two people see this world in the exact same way. No two people That's feel true. the exact same way. You could be in the exact same circumstance and get two different outcomes. Yeah. And, yeah. And I have to uh, just—I don't know—just move on.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just—it's not easy. It's not easy. No, it's not easy. Uh, <laughs> but the—you bo- know—the bottom line with all this stuff is—is—is—is is, uh, is, is it never lasts? The bad right. times never last, and the good times never last. That's the thing. Exactly. It's yeah. like. uh There was some David Lynch quote about whenever it was something like whenever, whenever something good's happening, there's something bad's bubbling up in the background that's going to happen. And whenever something bad's happening, something good is bubbling up in the background. And, you know, and it's like, we all want the good times to just be constant. And and it's like, cause I don't know. I'm sure you feel, I'm sure everybody feels this way that it's like, if I only get to hear it's yeah. going to be all good for the rest yeah. of my life. And it's yeah, like one page is
1: so <laughs> viral. I'll make it.
0: <laughs> or or whatever. I get this much money or I get yeah. this in the city. I get out of debt. I get whatever. And it's like, that is not the way as much as I intellectually know this. It's like, I'm still like yeah. that too. You know, it's like, yeah, it doesn't work that way. It's like, it's always going to be periods of good stuff that we yeah. interpret as good and stuff that we interpret as bad. And it's just kind of like, it seems to me to follow this like pattern of energy. That's how it feels to me. Cause it's like, sometimes you can do no wrong and everything's just like going so good. And it's just, yeah. everything's coming to you easily. And then other times, no matter what you do, everything you do is just like, no nope, smacking you down. No, no, no,
1: no. And there's those times when you're you're
0: feeling pretty good about everything, and the universe
1: comes along. and It's like, let's just pull this rug right off from underneath them and <laughs> still dance. <laughs> yeah, well, you're a little bit cocky right now. We need. To yeah, right. check.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna smack you down just to yeah. put things keep things in order. That's,
1: that's what so many people don't realize is that you know. When the good times are happening, hold them close and cherish them. Because when they're not happening, you are going to need those memories to get you through.
0: Right? Yeah. True. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I. I don't know. I don't know. It's just. It's difficult. It's. It's difficult. It's hard. It's like because because all this stuff that we're saying is like. Yeah, it's easy to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when but you're, in, you're in the middle of it, Oh, it's man. like, it's so hard to, to, uh, I don't know, to have that feeling. Cause you're just like, oh man, everything's going to hell. It's, it's <laughs> just like, you just got to keep going. You just got to keep going. Cause you know, uh, especially around the holidays, you know, it's like people, yeah. people do, people get desperate and do horrible things. I mean, we all know Jed likeness is, you know, the
1: amazing artist,
0: amazing artist took his own life around Christmas. I don't know how many years ago it was. I mean, and he was like one of the best dark art painters in the whole scene. And it's like, you know, he just, apparently it's like, I mean, that's the, that's the extreme end of, if you can't, if you don't, stick it out and just try and make it through. But, you know, I also realize people do have clinical depression and things like that, which are like, you know,
1: yeah, all, you medication.
0: Please get on medication. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No mantra is going to fix that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I don't know. It just sounded, it sounded like from, from what you were telling me, you, you've had like a, you had a series of, bad things happen to you.
1: Yeah, it's been, it's been a, it's been a hell
0: of a year, man. It's been a uh, bad year, right?
1: Yeah. A bad year. Uh, the relationship with my ex ended a couple of years ago, which was whatever is kind of a mutual thing. we both weren't happy with each other. Mm. Um, you know, things were going pretty good. Um, I started to date someone else and my kids weren't happy with it. So I kind of got a. fallen out a little bit with my children. Oh, and wow. For me, like I, I love being a dad. That's mm. my favorite in the world. And uh,
0: one second. sec.
1: And for them to, uh um, to be upset with me about that, it, it really took its toll. Yeah. And, uh, it, it kind of made it really hard for me to find joy in anything. Like, right. yeah, you know, really good things happened Like, uh, I'd gotten through my, my little financial slump and, uh sales were coming back in and I was feeling pretty good about that, but it was almost just like, it was just hollow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: so I've been spending uh, as much time as I can trying to, to get back with them. And, Oh
0: man. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's the, yeah, no, that's the thing about, uh, You you know, I, I, you know, you know me from the podcast, everybody who listens knows me. I'm always trying to, I'm always complaining about money. I'm always trying to get to this certain place where I have financial freedom. I don't have to bust kill myself practically to work so hard. And I, you know, I have to really make a point to, uh, realize that I'm already super wealthy in everything except money, (laughs) like what wealth really is like having your health, having family, having people around you that care about you. It's like, this is, this is the real wealth that even, you know, Elon Musk and these people that have billions of dollars don't have this. They don't have this. And like you said, you, you get a sale and things aren't right with your family. It's like, it's meaningless doesn't matter it's just like becomes okay i can pay my bills and uh, you know when you're you know your your family situation is not right it's like suddenly the bills don't matter as much it's not such a debt doesn't matter as much you know and it's like it's so important to keep these things it sounds like a cliche but it really is so important to keep keep these priorities straight you know oh yeah as to what is you know what is what's real yeah, what's important? Yeah. What's real wealth, really? You know. But yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult. Yeah, that, I've, I've been through. Have issues with my kids. Believe me, it's uh, uh, yeah. and uh, uh, it's the worst. It's the worst.
1: Yeah, they. Uh, my kids live with their mom now, and uh, I see my son every now and then. My daughter still won't talk to me, but I reach out to her every single day. That's good. I can.
0: You got to, you got to, there's a point when she will come around and, you know, the fact that you kept trying to, to, uh, contact her will, will, you know, she'll realize, she'll realize it's like, Oh, I was wrong about this, you know? And, and it's just, it's just what you got to do. It's like, you know,
1: and I, uh, I let it, I let it really dig in deep and, uh, yeah, that's when I spiraled and I didn't care about anything. Oh, really? Uh, I, I yeah, I even started dating someone new and, you know, I'm just so emotionally closed off because of it all hmm. that pretty much self-sabotage that relationship. Hmm. So, yeah. 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 Nice non-depressing episode.
0: (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Well, I mean, these this is this is the kind of shit that people are going through. I know, man. You're you're not alone. You're not alone in this. It's like a lot of people go through this, and you know the people what they people talk about on podcasts are, I don't know, uh, especially the popular ones are not really talking about this sort of thing. It's. I don't know. It's it's important. I think it's important that people know to hear, to hear, uh, people hear other people with stories that, uh, are similar to their own, you know?
1: Yeah. One story I remember was during the, um, David Stepakis episode, the last one he did, mm-hmm. uh, he was saying, he's like, yeah, I got rent coming up. How many five by sevens do I need to paint? to sell to cover that rent yeah and they there i was sitting there at my desk doing little pieces to sell to make my own rent <laughs> I'm like, oh, damn it. we are the same
0: <laughs> oh yeah i know that's a thing and then like you know i always bring the brahm episode up because i was so blown away to hear brahm saying yeah i, I don't know if i feel relevant anymore or if people care about my work and it's like these are the th- these are the questions that we all have as artists no matter what level you're at yeah it it's what i'm doing does it matter do people care and it's like you know if if it's if it feels like that way at the brahm level it's just it feels that way at every level and so in that's in that way we're like this family in a way you know or 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 we're we're related in that way that yeah because art is so personal it's not like you know, I don't know. It's a different kind of job because so much of what you put into it is personal. It's like an expression of yourself, whereas other jobs may be more important than, than art, but, but you're not necessarily putting, you know, an express, an expression of yourself into your job. You know what I mean? Maybe you are, if you're doing it, doing a good job of it, but, uh. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? It's like part of the part of what makes art valuable is people putting a piece of themselves in it. And when you don't, and not, and that's a scary thing to to not know if if you know you're worth giving a shit about. You know what I mean? Right. Your your expression is matters to anybody except you, and it's like you have to sort of do it anyway. I don't know. It's not. It's not. It's not for you know if artists get this get, get this rap that they're like soft and lazy and weak and uh you know flaky and it's like man you gotta be you gotta be tough as nails to do this yeah you gotta you don't understand yeah this is like this is this this is a really stupid way to make a living in a lot of ways it's like it you you gotta be you gotta really want it to make it happen because who wouldn't it's like that's kind of one thing that that the whole nft explosion showed is that because it was um uh it was easy to sell work and easy to make money during this period because it was play money and it I, i think part of it was people were making money from it but part of it was like if 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 you're if the crypto that you're buying your artwork went up just went up i don't know 50 percent. all of a sudden you have all this extra money that's not even like real money it's easy to spend right. it i know that's how it was for me when i would sell stuff or my crypto my eth would go up it was easy to spend i don't know a couple hundred bucks on an nft if some are some piece that you thought was cool and you wanted to support them but it's like, I would never spend $200 just randomly that easily on something physical <laughs> because it's like, it's cause it's, it doesn't feel like real money. But um, yeah. so I think that's part of why that, that was working that way. But the thing is you, you see why that, that the fact that people were able to sell stuff easily, they, anybody could just make anything and say, it's a piece of art and sell it. And you yeah. see, and it was like, you know, so there was a, just a huge percent of, percentage of people that weren't artists they're like traders they're like crypto yeah. traders like i'm gonna i'm an artist now i'm going yeah. you know, i'm gonna do this thing on my ipad and sell it and 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 point my point is that you could see how all these people when they had the opportunity wanted to be artists because it was a lot easier to be an artist and it's because it's right. like if it was easy Who wouldn't want to be an artist? Just make stuff and make money from whatever you want to make. It sounds great. But in the real world, outside of the NFT market, when it was at its top, the real world is like, you know, you have to want it so bad that you're willing to suffer in so many different ways because it's so hard to sell art in the real world, you know, because it's a luxury item and whatever, a million reasons.
1: Right here, please pay hundreds of dollars for this thing you don't need.
0: Yeah, exactly. Just you know, exactly. And uh, <laughs> so, so it, you know, you see how how many people would love to be artists, uh, but right. it, when it when it, in, in the NFT world, when it was kind of easy to be an artist to make a living, but um, that's not the way it really is. So, so I don't know what my point was—that we're crazy. <laughs> Did you have to really want it? Yeah. That you're going to suffer for it. That's the other thing I wanted, I, I wanted to talk about Sorry. this, uh, you know, adversity as artists is that um, it's, it's y- you know, you have to, you're going to have to suffer. You're going to have to suffer. I really, when I went came in, I was like, when I started, I was so like, because I was so unhappy at my job. Yeah, And I felt trapped and I didn't know how to do anything else. And I, and I felt like I was at the top of my game, like a top of my, as far as I could go really in that job. And I was like, man, I'm going to be stuck here the rest of my life. I see older people in the business that are just totally miserable. And I'm like, Oh man, scared me, scared me. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I dawned on me one day and it was like, really put, put kind of like a panic in me. And, um, uh, uh, so I was just like, I got to get out. I got to get out. So I'm going to do this fine art thing. And without thinking about <laughs> how much difficulty there was going to be, you know, not even really considering it. I still, like, I look back and I wonder if I if I knew now, if I still would have done the same thing. I probably would have, but at least I would have known what I was getting into. Cause right. It's, it's, you know... I I do I do well as an artist for for artists I do what better than most but I still it's still like you know it's still hard and it's still um feast or famine and I'll make a lot of money one month and then I won't make any money the next month and it's like I'm not organized or really that good at managing money so it's just like it's just ridiculous <laughs>
1: it's insane month to month battle man yeah uh man, it's it and as hard as it is, like I, I really don't see myself doing anything else.
0: Yeah, especially uh, when you've gotten a taste of it. When you when you yeah when you do it for a little while and you you're able to do it, you're just like, I can't go back. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't go back. Like I'll never go back. I know I'll never <laughs> go back. Uh but you you know, you'll do things like get a job at Lyft. I might yeah. if I have to, I'll do some try and get some movie work if i had to whatever but yeah you'll
1: you'll find little ways to bring in income when shit's slow and you know just so you can keep making the art that you want to make
0: yeah yeah it's
1: just it's 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 that
0: satisfying
1: (laughs) yeah it's that one thing when it works over the years that it's like if i make something for the sole purpose of selling it like, if I've got, you know, an electric bill coming up with this 300 bucks or whatever, make something that I don't have my heart into, that I just want to sell this to pay the electric bill. Nothing happens. I know. And then sometimes I'll sit down and just be doodling and come up with the stupidest idea of whatever. And I'll just take a photo of it, put it online, and somebody's like, well, I want that. <laughs> and I'm like, it, it's almost like you're your emotions and your, your love for the painting goes into it and it, it attracts Mm -hmm. potential buyers. Yeah. That's another thing about the, uh, the solo art shows that didn't sell anything. Um, later on in the year, I did get emails from people who saw the shows and inquired on pieces that were hanging. If they were still available, they just couldn't purchase them at the time. Mm. So it, it's, it's, it's almost like when I do conventions, like, uh, I did horror conventions for a long time and I never did very well at them. But usually about two weeks later, I'd get an email and be like, Hey, I saw you at this convention. Can you do something like this? Mm-hmm. And It's like, you're always playing the long game.
0: Yeah. It's like always. Uh,
1: yeah. trying to plant seeds every now and then. So something will grow eventually.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's always about the long game and and people don't want to hear that. Mm-mm. You know, it's, and, and, and it's, and when we're talking the long game, it's not like two years away. We're talking <laughs> 10 years down the road. Like I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I got to start thinking in my, into my sixties now. Cause I'm like, I'm over, over halfway through my fifties now. So it's like, and it took, you know, 20, 20 years to get to this point. It's like, that's a long fucking time. That's like a dead. You have to dedicate your life to this thing. If you want to do it. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, do it, do it in a way where you're, it's a side hustle. That's cool. You know, but, yeah. but you got to realize if you're, if you're going to really go all in, it's like, it's a lifestyle. You give up a lot. You have to give up a lot for it. Um, a lot. <laughs> yeah. What is this free time people speak? of? Yeah. <laughs> yeah forget about it. But that's the thing for me it's like any any free time I ever really wanted was to to make art. So that's the cool thing. You don't have free time but you're you're constantly doing stuff that you would be doing on your free time otherwise except you have to do a bunch of bullshit along with it like yeah. <laughs> administrative stuff.
1: I kind of miss the uh the Myspace days cuz those were wild times.
0: Yeah. I First
1: started trying art online like it was nuts
0: yeah yeah it was way better <laughs> it was way better myspace was great <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why they don't bring it back and make it like that everybody wa- everybody says this about myspace everybody liked it yeah it was fucking rad. everybody liked that they could changed their top five everybody liked it they could put a song on their page and change the background of their page music
1: what's that <laughs> You could force people to listen to music. Yeah. A, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's weird that they that someone isn't like kind of bringing it back when it's what people want, but <laughs> I don't know. Social media landscape is horrible. It's a nightmare. It's Like <laughs> It is.
1: Like, it's, it's almost like every week there's a new app that people are like, if you're an artist, you got to get on this app yeah. and you get on there. And it's just a bunch of artists being like, I want to follow artists. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> but, it never goes anywhere. Well, just... But there
1: needs to be an app for just buyers. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like some no, no one's cracked that yet. <laughs> but yeah, there's just no, there's no easy answer. There's no answer. Um, other than to persevere. Yeah. You know, yeah. get through it. Keep going. Don't stop. It's yeah, if you just, believe in yourself, keep going yeah there's 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 no other way um yeah yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah i got
1: i got one more last big bump uh for this year and let me see if i can get my camera around here can you see him back there
0: oh yeah yeah, that's fridge. He's uh, he's not doing too good. How's he? So, how is he? How old is he? He's
1: about fifteen. Ah, oh, that's that's old. He's having a hard time getting around, and his appetites really
0: dropped. Yeah. Wow. Oh man, it's so hard.
1: Yeah, yeah he's
0: my best bud. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry to hear that. It's so, so hard. I've just. Sucks. Yeah, I've lost, you know, two of my, two of my dogs in the last few years and it's so hard
1: Yeah, it never gets easier he's the last of my pack of four
0: really whoa wow wow yeah 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 that's the uh, you know that's the that's the price you pay for the life the love of a dog and 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 having that companionship and that friendship with your pet it's like you, you pay you pay at the end in full you know and yeah. it's painful terrible but you know it'll be he'll be fine oh yeah it's like animals when they go it's like i don't know they don't resist it no you know and, uh, they just go with I've it
1: a, i've got a local vet coming on thursday to help help him transition
0: Oh, good. So you're having someone come to you?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she uh, she actually helped with my other dog, Pearl, who had really bad nasal tumors, and she was. It's Doctor Bennett from Louisville, Kentucky, and sweetest lady ever. Oh, great! Very good doctor, and uh, yeah, she'll be down here on Thursday.
0: Good. Yeah, that's that's the way. That's the way. Uh, ever since I I I, uh, I think it was. Doc was our first dog that we had a vet come because it's expensive. I don't know if it is for you, but it's really expensive. Um, But, but I don't give a shit how much it costs. Now, if I have to put one of my dogs down, I'll always, I'll always do it because it was so much better than going to the vet. And it's, you know, it's like on them. It's Yeah. yeah. It's so much better to be able to like be there while they're, passing and um, yeah, wow. Well, yeah, it's your it's your it's your I, if I were you, I would look at this as the last shitty thing that's going to happen to me for a long time. Uh, no. look, look at it as a like, okay, it's for got, this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know every year I start out like this year is going to be great. I'm sure I said that last year or at the beginning of this year. And it's like you know what sometimes it's not, but I'm still gonna have the attitude that yep. it could be you know because it's like 2024 it's gonna be fucking crazy man with the election <laughs> and everything it's gonna be nuts it's and Trump and all these uh, these uh these trials and everything and people are just getting more and more pissed it's gonna be insane <coughs>
1: yeah the whole <clears throat> It's, it's got everybody worked up into a big
0: turmoil Yep, and
1: ah, I don't even know.
0: (laughs) I don't. Yeah. It's just like, what, all you can do is kind of like, keep your head down. Don't get caught in the crossfire. Stay the course, get through it, ride it out, regardless of what happens you know it's it's just like you got to like you said you have to hold that that piece of hope you know you have to know that as because because if you look you know for a long time things have been so bad it seems like uh, politically probably probably since 2016 maybe they've been ugly and getting uglier even that will not last it won't last it's going to change, you know, it's just, it's who knows when, but it's going to flip at some point because that's yeah. what it does. That's It goes back and it goes forth. It's a pendulum swings yeah. back and forth. When things suck, you just have to know. It's like when things suck, you have to know they're going to get better at some point. And so you hang on. And then when things are good, you have to remember they're going to get bad again. So you appreciate, like you're saying, appreciate the good things when you have them, because you know, they can't last either. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. One of my, my favorite quotes is, uh, adversity is the first path to truth by yeah. Lord Byron. <laughs> That's a good and one. It, it's such a good one. Cause you're like, all right, I'm up against these hard times what can I do to get through them? Like, do I have a plan? Is there something else I can do? Like, it really gets your brain working Mm -hmm. on how to get back to those good times. And one of the worst parts is though, when you get back to the good times, you're like, ah, everything's great.
0: (laughs) And you think it's going to last forever that way. Oh, finally, finally, this is it. I mean, it's never going to change. It's going to be great forever. (laughs) every time I've, every time I've gotten to that point in my life, I've said that every fucking time, even if like not consciously, I felt like, ah, and it's going to, you know, it's going to be easier from now on. And never, it always ends up to me at a point where like, how did I get back to this again? What did I do? I thought everything, I thought I made it already. I thought that was, it. Yeah. but <laughs> I got to make it all over again. Yeah. <laughs> But it you know, and it is a cliche. It's like that difficult times show you know, kind of show you what character a person has. Yeah. It really does. Um, you know, I can look back at all these horrible situations I've been in throughout my life and I can definitely say they they were character building. It sounds super cliche and super lame to say, but really they're like This is, you know, maybe the most important part of life in a way, really, as far as developing you as a person, because you either, you know, you can react one in two ways. You could be like an, turn in, well, not one of two ways, but you can kind of, it can turn you into a total asshole at hating everybody or like a total depressive and cut yourself off from everybody. Or it can, you know you can get through it and then you, and you're more confident the next time something bad happens. I got through that thing so I can get through this next thing. Cause I've done it before and it's like, it builds every time you get more confidence that you can get through it. You right.
1: Know? Yeah. It's like a, another piece of the armor that you get.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that you remember this.
1: Most of I made a note. <laughs> now <a
0: notepad>, no. <laughs> Cause I know you're in the middle of it or you're oh, hopefully yeah. ending and that hopefully the tail end of it. So, so, yeah, so you, you need to, to hang in and, and, uh, get through it. Yeah. yeah we'll get I'm better. Too <laughs> <stubborn. Anything> else, <laughs> <You're> Too stubborn. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah I, I, I appreciate you reaching out so much, man.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. No, I, I, uh, I don't know. I thought it was a good way to maybe end the year. Cause I, I just, I know uh, for the podcast too. And uh, I don't know, thought it might be helpful for you as well. Yeah, very, (laughs) (laughs) but for everybody listening, because I hear, you know, online, you hear things all the time, all the time, people going through health issues and divorces and losing their pets. It's just like constantly somebody's going through something yeah, you know, and 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 sometimes it seems like they cluster like a lot they happen to a lot of people. It's like like I was saying, it kind of feels like an energy thing. Yeah. It's like even with the the Mercury retrograde thing. One thing I've noticed about that is it seems like and of course this is just some <laughs> dummy artist talking <laughs> shit. <laughs> but it feels to me like these things like hit certain people around the same time period like some sometimes i'll have these there's these mercury retrograde periods because it's like i kind of it's you know half jokingly i'm not like a super mercury retrograde guy but When it's Mercury retrograde, I look around to see how things are going for other people and how they're going for me. Because I know when things are kind of like, everything's going wrong in my life. And it's like, sometimes you're in that group of people that's getting hit with this weird energy period. And then sometimes you're not and things are fine, but you're watching all of your friends going through shit. Have you ever seen that? Where it's like, so it's almost (laughs) like sometimes you get hit with it. Sometimes you don't, but like groups of people that you know are getting hit with this thing. Yeah.
1: It's, it's super easy to fall into the, uh, what's it called? Uh, comparing your life to others through oh, social yeah. media. Mm-hmm. Like all these people get to go to a, on a vacation and you know, they just posted pictures of their vacation. Yep. Like what you didn't see the six months that the parents were working their ass off to afford that vacation. And yep. it's like, like Instagram and Facebook, they're nothing but highlight reels. Yeah, it's right. Like, these are good parts of my life that yeah. I want to share with you. Like, <laughs> it's not actual life. It's just something they're happy about. And yeah. it's so easy to to fall into that place where you're like, well, why am I not doing these things?
0: Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And I think even, even if you know that, you still... Yeah. Somewhere, no matter how well you know that, some part of your mind compares yourself to them. I mean, I do it and I know it's bullshit and I still like automatically kind of do it. And you have to like go, okay, come on, that's bullshit. But, but you just, it's like, you know, that's why, that's why social media is so successful, I think, is because it, it plays on this primal part of us or something, you know?
1: conditioned us in that certain way yeah
0: yeah it takes advantage of it that's why it's evil it's evil <laughs> <laughs> but a necessary evil because it's how we get our workout. excuse me so do you have uh uh plans for for the new year
1: yeah um january the 13th i've got a uh an artist, uh, what's it called? Meet and greet um, at the Jefferson Township Library where I held my work at the beginning of December. And uh, they they're, they have this thing called the Big Read Program. Mm-hmm. This year's author is Edgar Allan Poe, so they asked to display some of my Poe prints. Oh, great. And they, they gave me full reign of the gallery space and let me hang up all the weird monsters I could. And- Killer. It's such an amazing little space. It's over in uh, Jeffersonville, Indiana, oh, okay. and uh, that's pretty much the only thing on my calendar for the year so far.
0: That's cool. Uh, what? Wh- where? Are you, where are you located again? Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville. What's Louisville like for you as an artist? Is 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 it like? Is is there? I mean, is there an audience for you there, or are you more like reaching out all over the country to sell your work?
1: No, it's it's a really cool city for artists. It's kind of uh, it's very progressive, unlike most of all of the rest of Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs>
0: is it a, a college art? town? Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, the university was here, and um, there's lots of art fairs going on, um, tons of gallery spaces, and little quirky shops that show my work and cool. other people's work. It's, it's really, it's really cool, but just like with any other art scene, there's clicks and, you know, the negative side to it, but yeah. you know, for the most part, I, it's been a great, great move here. We I moved here about, uh, I want to say twelve, eleven 11 or 12 years ago. Mm. Okay. Where'd you move from? Maysville, Kentucky, my hometown.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> So do you have like a, a physical group of people in that scene that you know and hang out with, or is there like any kind of core group there or are you kind of more? Yeah. You, you yeah. Sort
1: of- yeah we've got a good, uh good little group of people and uh, we get along or get together every now and then have art nights. Oh, good. Um, I was hosting an art jam at one of the local bars for a while and it was pretty cool. Um and then it just kind of fizzled out. Everybody had other things to do. So we just kind of canceled it. But yeah, it was fun while it lasted.
0: That's cool though. I mean, that's what you, this is, this is how you do it. You know, yeah. you could do this any, anywhere you live, any artists out there. Uh, you gotta, you gotta build your, you know, if, if aside from your online presence, you gotta build a physical presence and, and a yeah. peer group. It's the so thing horrible. that helped
1: me, The thing that helped me out in the beginning to get my name out there in a city that nobody knew me was uh, I would contact uh, restaurants and bars and ask if I could set up and do live painting Mm. and like a little gallery and I wouldn't advertise it at all. I would just get like honest reactions out of people as soon as they turned around the corner and uh, it, it worked out pretty well.
0: That's cool. Yeah. You gotta be resourceful in that way. Yeah, It's like Gabe, Gabe Leonard always talks about taking his art to the, to the Venice boardwalk. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's, that's one, one thing he always says. It's like, if you got, if you have your artwork, you have to get it out. Yeah. You can go set up on a street corner, you know, you have to get it out in front of people.
1: Yeah. I've sold more original paintings in a dive bar than I have in any gallery show. Really? Yeah, that's the thing. Like you never really understand or never really know where where somebody's going to be that just connects with a piece you did.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah, you got to be willing to do that. I mean, I was when I was first starting, I was showing everywhere, anywhere. There's still a place that has one of my paintings I never got back. Such a bummer. Some cafe. Oh shit. Northern California. Um but yeah, this is what you got to do. Um, yeah, especially, you know, I don't know. I think it's important to, it's, it's cool to have an online peer group, which is really important nowadays. But I think if you have that, uh, physical, especially for, I don't know if you can get a scene going in your town somehow, um, uh, it's it's really really important. Like uh uh Dan um Manhand's Dan Kelly. Yeah. You know, he's got that he had that gallery. I'm not sure if he's still doing it, but he had that gallery in Maine in way out in the middle of in I forget that I forget the name of the city, but in Maine and he was doing he was selling artwork at his gallery. Dark art. That's, yeah. In in some small town in Maine and it was because he had like built a network of people that were into tattoos and into, into dark art and and people would drive in from other cities to come to his shows. And and I was shocked at how much work he was selling at those things. It was crazy. So you can, you can have, you can, you know, you can find your people anywhere. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. You know, people like us, like we're always looking for signs yeah. that there's other us out
0: there. <laughs> signs of life.
1: Yeah, we're like, oh, you're cool. I saw on I'm gonna follow you. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's all it's it, not. Good. Yeah, that's all it takes is uh, two or three people to start something like that. You know, to get the ball rolling, and it's like there's there's more more people than you know. Um, you know, even people into the weird stuff and the occult yeah. stuff. It's like you know they don't advertise it but they're out there <laughs> <coughs> you can you, you uh you have secret you buy the clothing your t-shirts and tattoos like you can recognize each other like a <laughs> yeah there's there's nods <laughs> yes <laughs> like a secret society Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do for next year. I still got like, uh, I took this year off to get all these commissions done. And I think I probably got only half of them done. I still have, I'm still in my head. I'm still like, there's a week of the year. left. Somehow I can get all these paintings done, but I'm looking at it and I'm like, there's no way. So it's going to bleed into next year. Like it always does. And then I have a solo show at Copro and, um, so I got to figure that out. I don't know what I'm going to do for that. You know, I want to try and do better than the last one, like have a bigger, cooler show, but I don't even have the concept yet. Yeah. Um. How do you approach a, uh, a solo show when you, your, your solo shows where you just kind of painting whatever, or cause it's like, there's, you know, you can pick a theme or yeah. you just like do a bunch of paintings, which I've done both, both of them. Both seem to be okay. Um,
1: one had a theme. It was all black light artwork. Mm. Black, black that light didn't That's,
0: Not That didn't sell? That seems like. See, that but, kind of thing, if you get it in front of the right crowd, it would sell out because yeah. some people are so into that.
1: The gallery space was really awesome. And we were going to switch out the gallery lights for black lights so that they could dim them back and forth. Oh, that would yeah uh, the lights were too far away to have any effect on oh, the paintings man so i dimmed the uh the gallery lights and passed out little black light flashlights oh that's cool it got great reception but you know yeah no pieces sold from it huh. but then the other show was just like i have all these paintings in my house i need to get them out and put them somewhere this is my solo right. show
0: <laughs> yeah i've done those before too
1: yeah, I think uh, I think I'm going to try and do a little bit of traveling this year, um, you know, with, without having my dog and, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, free time for myself. I'm going to, you know, maybe hit, make a couple of road trips and drop some free art around along the way and, you know, just see what's out there, really. Oh, that's a cool, I, cool idea. I really haven't traveled much at all in my entire life. Mm. I've been in Kentucky.
0: <laughs> yeah, you so. should, man. I love road trips. They're fun. You should make a road trip out to LA. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pack up the Kia soul. <laughs> you got a Kia soul. Fuck. Yeah. I got a Kia soul. Did you know that? Uh, yeah. I think, uh, I think you told me that when I bought one a few years okay. ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's me and you and, uh, uh, Patrick Ty has a Kia soul also. <laughs> what color is <laughs> yours? What? What color is yours? It's that uh space gray or, or I don't know, what is it? They call it I forget what they call it. Not space gray, that's that's the Mac stuff. It's like uh it's like a charcoal, sparkly charcoal.
1: I, I had to go for the uh the super black soul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anytime I see a white soul on the road, I'm like my nemesis. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like uh you know black soul. How can you <laughs> How can you go wrong there? Uh, I love that car. So nice. Yeah. I mean it's like a cheap car or an inexpensive car, but I just it's such a great car. I love it. I've really researched cars to get the yeah. most for your buck and and it was a C, uh, Kia Soul. Um yeah, you should. You should come out. You should come make it try and make a trip out to LA cuz see all these galleries out here and connect with Hello. the Connect with them, you know. Yeah, I definitely like that, that way. Bring some artwork.
1: Fuck yeah, you know those souls can pack a lot of shit in them.
0: I know. <laughs> They're great cars, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, you can pack a lot of stuff. The seats go down. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Well, I don't know. I guess we we should give up. <laughs> what's a what's a What's a, a message of hope for the, for the people listening to this podcast that we can send them off into the beginning of what's going to probably be an insane year next year. (laughs) Message of hope,
1: no matter what you're facing and going through, it will get better. It will. And if it's good, it's probably not going to be very good for very long. So (laughs) Hold on to the hope that it will get better. Yes, and and you're not alone. You're not the only person going through these things, and that that's what's helped me get through so many things is finding out that as alone as I felt, I'm I'm not.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. That's why you know that's the that's the time that uh, during those bad times, it's 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 when you. uh, it's, 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 it's what the community is all about for those bad times. Really. Yeah. It's mostly so, so you can lean on your friends and, you know, get support from your friends during, the, during the bad times. Um, of course, helping others during the good times, things like that is is great too. But, but it's, it's uh, important to reach out to your, your core people when things are rough and uh Yeah yeah everybody's going through it everybody's going through it on some level um so yeah you're definitely not alone and
1: and try not to take take other people's bad moods personally because most of the time it really doesn't have anything to do with you
0: yeah true i'm sure you get that a lot with your positive your positive posts (laughs) it's hard though it's hard to like You know, even because, like, on an intellectual level, you're like, oh, that person's probably having a terrible day. That person's probably miserable. But it still hits you in that, like, emotional place where you're just like, oh, what an asshole. You you (laughs) want to, like, lash back out and hurt them verbally, you know? But, uh, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, I, I would agree. I would also say, if you know any old people, if you're going through it. And you know any old people? Ask them about times they've been through because I guarantee you. Right. All the old people because it's like now that I'm an old person, I that's that's why I feel like I can I can really uh have some authority on on saying that these these bad times won't last because I've been through so many of them and it's like I feel like At this advanced age, (laughs) I can definitely see a pattern. There is a pattern to life and it's like the bad times will only last. They, They won't last. The bad times will not last. So if there's anything to take away from this is that no matter how fucked up things are, they won't last, they won't last. Things are going to get better. It's just the natural order of things. You can't even change that if you wanted to. You know, it's like you can't stop it from getting better. It's going to get better no matter what. Yeah. So, no matter
1: how powerless you feel, you are strong enough to get through it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You may not know that or believe it, but it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess that's it.
1: Thank you so much, dude.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming on and sharing this. I know it's painful and hard for you. But yeah, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It sucks. And uh, that's okay to say that. You know, it's okay to admit that. It sucks. You're still kind of getting through it. But it's going to get better. Yeah. It will get better and then it'll get worse again and suck again. <laughs> it'll and then it'll get better again. Don't worry about these bad times. Worse times are coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait until next year. <laughs> wait until the election year. Oh my god. Oh, shit. All right. Well, I appreciate you taking the time out. We just have you know what we have to do. We just have to say goodbye to the to the listening audience. Okay. So go ahead.
1: Goodbye, listening audience. I appreciate you all
0: goodbye everybody thank you for listening this year and uh hope everyone has a great 2024 it's gonna be crazy but as long as we all stick together we're gonna make it fuck yeah fuck yeah (laughs) bye everybody